did we did okay welcome to the gna podcast where you caught me by surprise because i was getting a beer when they explained everything uh we drink and talk about things that's what we do and um back to cecil (laughs) yes we do how you doing grave that was grave mine in case you didn't hear it um drinking (laughs) i love you man Good to have you on the show again. Oh, Christ. And going around the room, I'm Cecil Xavier, your host, of course. Going around the room, we've got Zyberblood joining us tonight. Zyber, how you feeling, man? Uh, the beer is helping my back feel better. Fan-freaking-tastic. We got uh, Shadow Fox hanging out over there doing some fat vape clouds. How you feeling, man? Now that my stomach has stopped disagreeing from last night, I'm feeling great. But then it's Sunday. You're just going to complain about all that meat I put in your mouth, and I told you... I told you, so much meat. put so much meat in your mouth, your anus is going to hurt. It did. All that seasoned meat. Mmm. Oh, yummy. And we got Blue Shark joining us with us. How are you feeling, man? Dude, I had a awesome fucking weekend because it was my goddamn birthday. Yeah, it was. Happy birthday. Happy birthday uh, happy to birthday. you. Thank you, guys. And we've also got joining us D from Microbrew Gamers. How you feeling, guy? Not too shabby. I still have the uh, tail end of a migraine, but doing okay. Uh, drink more beer. It helps. Absolutely. Sure. That's my goal. I was saying, if the beer doesn't help, switch over to hard liquor. When you wake up, if you wake up, you won't even remember our migraine because your head's just going to hurt from all that booze. That's a plan. And we, last but not least, we've got Proxy Fox from Yeah Dude Games. How how you feeling, man? I'm doing pretty good. Rock on. Well, first thing we got to get into, since we got so many people here... What is everybody drinking? So let's start off with you, Shadow, since I'm pretty confident I know what you're uh, partaking in. Pass. <laughs> you can't pass. <laughs> that's, that's not a thing. I'm drinking a Mountain Dew Pitch Black, which some would argue against me, but it is the superior Mountain Dew. <laughs> it is one of the superior Mountain Dews. It is the superior, which I also have a backup two liter of Code Red. There you go. There's the first superior. You're drinking the second. I'm eating these uh, Pringles Extra Hot Chili and Lime. They're delicious, but oh my god, they burn the inside of my mouth. So oh. I end up drinking like a liter of soda afterwards. Hey, I've, I've got some chili that I'm going to force down your face tomorrow, so there we go. Oh, I don't have to bring lunch? Sweet. Yeah, I'm gonna, if, as long as I can remember it. Pass. And Proxy, what are you eating? Or, Jesus Christ, drinking. <laughs> is, is this the point where I say pass? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm drinking nothing tonight. Nothing at all? Not even some water? No, I had some sweet uh, cold brew coffee earlier, though. Unfortunately, I'm all out of cold brew coffee. I need more. Yes, yes, you do. That's actually, I agree with that 100%. I would say put a little Baileys in with said coffee, but that's just me. That's how you make it excellent. And D, what are you drinking, man? I'm drinking uh, the rest of my Inhop Nito American IPA from the Berkshire Brewing Company. It's it's amazing. Oh, it's so good. I I love that. That's what the uh, the little like it's like a spy guy on the front from Cloak and Dagger, right? Yeah, yeah. And his beard is uh, is a big hops, but God, that's so good. I've had that it a couple is. times. Actually, the first one I had was when uh, Zyber sent down that care package with me when I went, when I visited. And he, yeah. had, uh, he had all those beers in there. Ian Hopney was one of them. Oh, God, so good. All right. Blue Shark, what the hell are you drinking tonight, man? Well, um, 
I'm drinking a, a humble cup of I forgot to shoot the goddamn ship. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm enjoying a, a, a lovely Yingling lager straight from the bottle. Um, haven't had one of those, and God, it's 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 been a long time. Yeah, so, fingers. We just got Yingling like three or four months ago, so it's the first time I ever have had it. <clears throat> and what do you think about Yingling? It tastes like toilet a, water. Nah, it tastes like a decent mass-produced beer. Yeah, it's a lager. It's totally a lager. It, it's 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 a higher-end lager, so it doesn't taste like you know Budweiser or Dirt Water or something like that. But it's still it's a lager. But it's good. I, I think for a for a go-to beer, it's a great beer just to be like, hey, this is easy. I know I'm gonna like this, or I know what to expect. It's yeah. all right. Yeah. And that's why I drink it over Budweiser or something like that, because it is, like you said, a good mass-produced beer. Absolutely. But Budweiser's just a headache in a can. <laughs> well, what are you drinking, Grave? Are you drinking Yenling? No, I've got um, Schlafly's Pale Ale. Schlafly's? Then, oh my god, yeah, I, haven't had that. I haven't had Schlafly. that in, like, a decade. And then... I also have some infused spirits, uh, broken barrel whiskey. Ooh, um, infused with broken oak staves. That sounds incredible. That sounds really good. It's smoky for an American bourbon. Wow. So, would you say that's almost like a like a, uh, a an American version of Scotch with that smoky taste? Like kind of like how you can taste the smoky. Not that smoky. It, okay. It's like a hint of smoke. Say, so, have you had um, have you had Dark Hollow? No, I have never had Ooh, that one. You gotta try Dark Hollow. Well, um, when I get my school money for uh, my loans, my plan is to get a bottle of Monkey Shoulder. Some uh, whiskey guys that I watch on YouTube can't recommend the Monkey Shoulder enough, so I'm gonna try it. I have some of the monkey shoulder. Yeah, I hope you enjoy it. In fact, I probably could just send you mine because I did not enjoy it. Why is it rough? I, I did not dig it. I uh, huh. it, it's a blend, and it just it did not tickle my fancy. But yeah, I'm gonna try it and uh, maybe get a decent bottle of scotch. I want to try drink more scotch. Yeah, scotch is so good. Man, it's a good just sit down, chill, and drink. Also, I'm I'm saving water. There you go. Yeah, you're just going for the straight alcohol. <laughs> what are you drinking, Zyber? I am drinking uh, Pipeworks Brews uh, Little Citra Sesson Indian Pale Ale. Um, it is a, a lighter... Um, IPA it's only a 4.9 so it's an all day drinker it goes down easy it tastes nice it feels refreshing on the palate um, it, it's a better taste than the Warbird though I love the Warbird this this kind of bumped the Warbird down the totem really okay what's, uh, what's the flavor like man the flavor uh, it's earthy and then um, not as much grapefruit taste as uh as floral you get more of a floral 
than the grapefruit. That's that's actually a really great description. All right. Did I miss anybody? There's a lot of people here tonight, and I've been drinking. Yourself. I did. Oh, shit. Yeah, what the hell am I drinking? Oh, so I am drinking a, uh, it's a keg and kin. It's called Evil Stepmother Season IPA. Uh, I was actually going through Lytle's today because I was going to get uh, oh, energy drinks. Which, some small bad news, they didn't have the little cans. So I got a case of the big cans. They'll Fuck. just have to tie us over until we get the li- until the little cans are back in. I'll live. Thank you. Sorry to intrude, sure but uh, I did the same thing, but at Aldi's. I took your advice and went and... Uh, that was fucking amazing. Twelve fucking dollars for a whole case, dude. It's so much cheaper, like than going and getting monsters. Even monsters over at uh, Lidl's were like a buck eighty nine a piece. I was like, well, damn. You you only get better ones where you get like three for four bucks. Hmm. Anywho, so this is actually it's got a really cool picture on the front. It it makes me think of like redneck. I'm gonna see if I can I can get that up there on the can, so you can see what's on it. So it's uh, it's like a, a an old woman with a, a hops on a pitchfork. Um, Looks like if Beavis or Butthead got a sex change. Yeah, it looks exactly <laughs> like that. This is incredibly hoppy. Um, in fact, right off the bat, as soon as it hits your mouth, it immediately goes right to the side of your tongue, and it starts in with the bitter. Yeah, it's it's super. It's super good, too. Like, I was surprised. I, I bought it because it was at Lytle's. I was like, ah, you know what? This looks good. It says IPA. I haven't drank this before. I need a new beer for the uh, for the podcast tonight. Let me see what it's like. Super hoppy. It's just, it's an IPA through and through, but it's a hoppy IPA. Um, it's everything you expect when you drink an IPA, but kick up the hops a bit, and that's that's what you get. Um Man, it's 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 a good beer. It's not an all-day drinker. I think probably I don't know. I could probably get down about ten or twelve, but after that, it it's it's gonna be real rough. I don't even know what the ABV is on this. I should probably look. Oh man, they're only four point eight. Strike that. This is totally an all-day drinker. Only four point eight by volume. Yeah, you can do that all day. Oh, definitely all day. But it tastes like it should be higher. It really does taste like it should be a lot higher. Well, one thing that we've got going on right now is today happens to be the anniversary of GNA. Woohoo! Happy anniversary! So it, it, it is the third year anniversary for GNA right now. It's Sunday, the 29th. So it's actually going to be super easy now to remember when the anniversary is because it's the day after Blue Shark's birthday. And I remember that very distinctly because, like, the time I went to go down to visit, Blue Shark was on his birthday last year. Yep. Christ, that's like uh, Putz and my birthday. His birthday is the day before mine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so now it's just it's going to be super easy to remember because that's all all I'm going to do. I'm be like, oh, it's Blue Shark's birthday just come up oh hey it's the freaking gna's anniversary hurrah so and coincidence coincidence my birthday's on the 29th derek's birthday's on the 29th of march huh. so yeah wow i think That's my pretty weird i think my kid's birthday's on the 29th <laughs> i think very i think day. possibly don't know yeah i'm well, not i'm well, not 100 sure I mean, I don't, I don't really like that kid, so you know, I'm joking. 
Obviously we'll have to not. do some research and uh, get back to you on that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, 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 I'll interrogate her and see what I can find out. Actually, hold on. Here she is. Hold on. Hey, bot. Your birthday's the 29th, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally good. It was the 29th. I was right. <laughs> December research 29th, complete. January 29th, March 29th, and now July 29th. Yeah, 29th seems to be a good day. Yeah. It's a good day. Uh, very, very good. Very good day. Wow, I uh, I just tipped my beer over, and it went fully horizontal, but not a drop spilled out of it. I have no clue how that just happened. Awesome. The amazing thing is, is it was full. Well, it's, it's like three quarters full. It, it it just it defied physics. There, that that should have happened. Are, are you drinking maple syrup? <laughs> well, I am chewing this beer. I, I am I am chewing this beer. Is that is that not how you're supposed to drink beer? I'm you're not supposed to chew it. Look, I know it's from Lytles, but <laughs> it's not that bad generally. There's an old lady on the can, so it's like a grilled cheese in there. Oh yeah, it's like pulling apart a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, God, that leaves a good flavor in my mouth. Speaking of good flavors in my mouth, I am still burping up that garlic sirloin from last night. Uh, Oh, you should talk about that Brazilian beer. Oh, yeah, what was it called? Uh, Like Zandinia, I don't know, it has X in it. Was it like Zan or something like that? Something like that. Brazilian beer. We took, uh, I say we, um, we took... uh, Shadow over to a Brazilian steakhouse last night. And if you guys never been to a Brazilian steakhouse, basically what it is is they have meat that they do on rotisserie and people just walk around and carve off meat onto your plate. And you just eat meat until you hurt. And then you eat more meat. And then when you're literally at the point where you physically can't put any more meat in your mouth, you have dessert. And if it's like Shadow... He lets me order dessert, and then I con him into eating, like, over half of it. I got free cheesecake. He ate so much food. It's the most food I have ever seen that man eat in, in my life. Like It was a stick with a bubble in the middle. <laughs> it was, a, it was you, amazing. Did you die? I'm pretty sure I'm still dead, actually. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're talking to Shadow from the, uh, from the After Realm. Uh, I just got in touch with Dean and Sam Winchester, and they just uh, they told they hooked us up. Ooh. So now we got to get into the next stage of the show, which I don't know how we're going to get through all of us all the stuff we have. But state of games, state of games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week or or whatever, um, and or you know and or we can just you know completely pontificate on what we think games are as a state today. And I use pontificate because, yeah, we're just sitting on a high horse going man, 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 Anywho, Gravemind, what's your state of games, man? What is my state of games right now? Yeah. What have you been um, playing for the week? How do you think games are as, as a whole? Just, just what do you think of games? What do I think of games? What is RTX? Um... So, uh, <laughs> right now I'm waiting for the WoW expansion to come out. Uh, Battle for Azeroth comes out in, like, two weeks. Yeah, it does. And then, um, I've been playing Tomb Raider, the the new, the reboot. Oh, uh, yeah! I got the Rise of the Tomb Raider on Steam. Been playing it in 4K. And, uh, 
I did uh, the Uncharted collection on PS4. I've been playing that too. Good games. Uh, and uh, Halo 5. I've been playing a lot more Halo 5 for some reason. I'm not sure. I just... Okay. Since you said Uncharted, please tell me you saw the Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake short movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like it, but I don't know. I, th- I think Nathan Fillion is just a little too old to play Nathan Drake. I agree. Maybe, maybe like ten years ago, it would have been perfect. But, but I just thought he, I thought he did a fantastic job in doing it. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, yeah, I saw that. And uh, as for the state of like gaming in general, on my thoughts of it, uh, I think it needs to. I think gaming, the gaming industry, needs to retract a little bit. As in, it's getting too big and corporate, and needs to kind of shrink a little bit. Get back down to roots. Yeah, it's getting too much about money and microtransactions and controversy and all that crap. I can I can definitely agree with that. It, almost to the point where it could be leading to a crash. I don't want to see a crash, but it's possible that it could happen. I I, I can't fault you for that. Zyber, what's your state of games, man? Well, I uh, recently got into VR. So I've been trying to uh, play a few things. I I don't really have much money to spend on these VR games. So uh, I've been dabbling in what we sometimes play as a group. Um, The Keep Talking. Keep Talking and No One Explodes. I gotta play with it. I gotta play that with you guys. Yeah, it's actually pretty decent in uh, VR because, like, you sort of get immersed into where the bomb is. You can actually look around and shit. Um, I I played the horrible uh, Halo recruit, absolutely atrocious. But yeah, tried that. It's like a gallery shooter. I've got a game um, called The Robinsons that I accidentally got that is only playable in VR. And I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I, uh, <laughs> I I just got Beat Saber. I'm going to try that soon. Oh, I've yeah, seen that. I totally want to play yeah, that. Yeah, that's on my uh, my to-get list. Um, I recently just got uh, this, um, uh, what was it, Eternal Warriors um, VR. Uh, you play as a hack slasher or an archer. Um, I haven't tried it out yet, but that's probably what I'm going to dive into tonight after we're done here. The um, archery games are always a lot of fun in VR. Yeah, I've played uh, those damn orcs or whatever it is, those goddamn orcs, something like that. Uh, that was actually pretty cool. Like For you to actually load your bow and crossbow, you have to reach back to where like your quiver is and then pull it back and actually draw and shit. It's actually pretty neat. Sort of a nice little workout because you're trying to shoot shit real quick. Um, I I took a note from uh, Damoc and also started play uh, Crush Crush. Okay. (laughs) Stupid little uh, um, fucking sim game. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Just... VR stuff and oh wait I've been working in the Unity engine also cool um yeah 
that's that's for like some of the VR stuff that I'm getting to where you can actually change your avatars uh, with um, Unity uh, skins. And only downside to that is a lot of these games, as well as the app, wants you to spend more time in it. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to spend as much time as possible in the Unity engine and unlock it. Well, Shadow, what's your state of games, man? I've been playing Borderlands 2, as previously mentioned. I was hoping that CISO would be more available this week, but he wasn't, so I suck there I go. Just playing Borderlands, which Borderlands has always been one of those things, like, it's addictive because you can't get the gear that you want, you have to find it, and they know what they're doing, and they've talked about this. But oh my god, I love it, and I'm so happy that they're talking about Borderlands 3. So happy about that. I'm excited to see where they go with it, and I'm I'm happy that in all the interviews I've seen, they've really been focusing on saying, we want to release a proper Borderlands game. We don't just want to release something. Which is which is good. Uh, and then as far as what I'm looking forward to, they made the announcement that Halo Infinite would be on PC. I am hopefully looking forward to them making an announcement on the Master Chief Collection also being ported to PC beforehand. It would be nice to get caught up. It would ni- be nice to get caught up. Uh, it'd be nice if they also could include, you know, Reach No DST in there, but I know I'm asking for way too much there. Which one is no, Halo not. Infinite? Six. It's the newest. Yeah, it's the one that they just talked six. about releasing uh, during E3. Shadow, you're not asking for too much at all. It, it should be already on PC by now. All the Halo games should be on PC by now. It shouldn't take them much, but it's it's Microsoft. I have pretty low expectations for them these days. Yeah, but the only thing I don't want to see though is that a lot of a lot of gaming companies are instead of releasing a game like you know bringing Halo to PC, they they've been doing a lot with ports where they just port the game over. And I don't want to see Halo come over as a port. I want to see it come over as a proper game. What's your state of games, Blue? Well, I've been playing. Um some uh ghost recon wildlands uh been pretty much immersing myself into that game um shooting rebels to keep their numbers low so they don't accidentally screw up my missions killing the santa blanca cartel and uh occasionally accidentally or sometimes purposely popping civilians in the face um i'm really enjoying that game i originally thought that the game was pretty broken um at times and even now, it still has some issues. But uh, there's moments where I think um, I want to buy the expansion, the next or the year two DLC for this game. Um, I've also have been playing Pokemon Go. Oh, one interesting note. Um, after they did the update for Rainbow Six, um, uh, exp- like story missions in... Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, I lost a suppressor for one of my uh, weapons. Like, I unequipped it, and then it wouldn't go back on. So, okay. that's interesting. Um, I don't know if that's a glitch that's ever going to get fixed. Hopefully it does, because I really like that gun. Um, but I've been playing Pokemon Go. Um, I've apparently learned that I've been doing it wrong all this time. Oh, the IV thing? Yep, because I've been doing max CP, which is 
done me pretty good. Like, I had one guy who just... You're welcome. Uh, he just fucked people up in a gym. And, like, I held that gym for almost two days, which was pretty impressive for me because I've never held a gym for longer than probably ten hours. So, um... I've learned that I apparently need to pay more attention to those IV stats and not just, you know, how much combat power they've got. Um, and then I've also spent some time playing, um, very briefly though, uh, Legend of Zelda, Zelda A Link Between Worlds. And I have not gotten very far in that game to really give a, an opinion on it. Very nice. About you, Proxy? What's your state of games, man? What you been playing? What do you think of games? Oh man, so I've been playing a lot of uh, Wolf Among Us because um, yes. I've been doing live streams on that, and it's frankly it's an awesome game. So Wolf Among Us and uh, Earthbound for my first run. I in my twenty seven years of life, I have not yet played through Earthbound, and I need to change that. Don't worry, dude. I haven't either, and I fired it up on the Retro Pie to try to start going through. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's growing on me very quickly. Give me the. Uh, the good old Undertale feels because, I mean, Undertale was inspired by Earthbound, so it makes a lot of sense. Uh, outside of that, played a little bit of Tales of Graces F. I don't know if any of you are uh, fans of the Tales series, but Graces F is my favorite. I'm on my fourth run through now. Yeah, I, I love the Tales series. I've got most of them. Uh, outside of that, I actually just put Destiny 2 back in today. But, you know, I don't get to play with anyone because I'm over here on Sony where we don't want to play with anybody. Oh, dude, I got to throw you my – dude, I'll throw you my, my uh, thing. I, I've actually been leveling out my Sony stuff. I've been just walking people through the Whisper Quest because nobody can get through the Whisper Quest. So me and a guy, Dexter, I've been kicking them through. I say nobody. Um, a lot of the people in my clan have been getting through, but everybody's been messaging me saying, hey, I can't get through. I can't get through. I'm like, all right, well, let's let's go. Let's do it. Ironically, we got like two more people in the clan that way too, so it worked out well. Sweet. Yeah, I'm just used to most of my friends play on, like, Xbox or PC, so I'm just over here like, well. Well, dude, I will, se- I will send you my PSN name. Actually, it's just Cecil Xavier without the I. That's all it is. Sweet. I'll have to look you up. Yeah, we're talking about getting an Eater of Worlds going right after the show tonight, so if you're interested. Maybe, maybe. Oh, God. I don't know if I'd be on par for that. I'm very, very early on still in my uh, Destiny 2 game. All right. Well, then we can level you out. All works out. Sweet deal. D, what are what is your state of games? Well, I've been playing some more of the Octopath Traveler, uh, which is uh, so far I'm really enjoying it, and I've been playing some more Graveyard Keeper. Oh god, that game is so good! I want that to be released. Had to reinstall uh, August fifteenth. Uh, Steam for so it's for PC and Xbox. It's coming out August fifteenth. Uh, yeah, but is it coming out full launch or is it coming out early access? No, full launch August fifteenth. Oh damn. I'm 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 looking so forward to that game, cutting people up, taking out their organs, and then throwing their bodies in the river. So much yeah, fun. in fact, that's what uh, I have to finish editing it. But that's what the uh, Prox and I did the uh, review video last night for our, uh, my Microbrew Gamers YouTube channel. Nice. Hey, I got to send you over the uh, the fast and light stuff I've got recorded too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, we got to talk a little bit more on that too. Absolutely. Um, so I've been doing that. I've also been, of course, um, playing retro with the kids, so getting to different retro games. A lot of Mario. Kids have been playing a lot of Mario. Uh, scored some more uh, <clears throat> old school games. Adventure Island Complete in Box, I just scored over this weekend. 
<clears throat> so as far as state of games, I agree with Graveyard. I think I think we're in a bubble. At least for the big names, and at least for indie, at least, I think. I, I think eventually it's going to kind of collapse down a little bit. People are going to get less enthused of, with indie games as there's more and more shovelware getting invading it in Steam. I mean, there's there's great titles, too, and great up-and-coming companies, but I think it's a little overloaded and with the with the market and the way it is and, and finances for basically everybody below the, a certain level. I think uh, gaming is kind of ballooning to about as big as it can get before it kind of draws down a little bit. I kind of yeah. want it to crash just so I could get certain games at a very huge discount. Well, there's that. Everything's moving towards free-to-play and microtransactions too, which is kind of annoying. And, of course, everybody's into the reviving all the old retro stuff that a lot of people missed, so that's... But I, I think eventually that's going to fade, too, all the, the love of retro right now. Yeah, I just saw... Not amongst our generation, but I think people are going to start... Uh, the nostalgia factor, I think, is going to start wearing out. The Mega Man X uh, Legacy Collection is on sale on Steam right now. But even on sale, it's 40 bucks. Dude, I used to be really good at Mega Man X. Like, I used to rock at that game. I fired it up. I suck at that game. Oh my god, do I suck. <sighs> um, I downloaded the, uh, like, I, I think I went to 5 on the original Mega Man on the 3DS, and I, I beat 1 through 4, and I think I still have 5 to beat. The, there's a story unfolding behind the scenes right now. There is. Well, hey, I gotta get into my state of games, so... Yes, please do. Quick kickoff on what I'm playing. I've been actually playing a bunch of Destiny 2 lately. Because, I don't know if you guys uh, keep up with Destiny 2, but there is a... They brought the carrot back. That's the best way to describe it. So, my big thing that I, I like, on my soapbox months and months ago was when people were talking about Destiny 2 and, and what it was lacking and what it needed and yada, yada, yada. Um, I came out and I blurted out in one of the chats. I was like, well, they don't have the carrot anymore. There's nothing There's nothing to chase. There's nothing That, that was my biggest problem. For. You got gear by doing nothing. Exactly. And and that was the big pain in the ass part of it was, is that you literally, like, there was no... They, they had content. The game has a boatload of content, a boatload of things to do in it. But the thing is, there really wasn't any reason to do it, because once you, once you kind of just started working your way through, there wasn't a gun to chase. There wasn't, like, there wasn't your, your white whale... So, and that was one of my big things that I came up, that I, I, I talked about. I forget what chat I was in, but I was, I was complaining about it. Or somebody was complaining about Destiny 2. I said, well, the big problem is that there's no carrot. There's no carrot at the end of the stick. There's nothing to chase, so there's no reason to play. That's why it's burnt out so quickly. And it, that sparked a whole big, you know, argument. I'm like, look, say, say what you will. I said, this is my opinion of it. You know, there's, everybody's complaining about it not having, it having not having something to do in it. I was like, well, there's nothing to chase. There's no, there's no IS Luna. I think I've always mentioned that. There's no IS Luna to chase. There's no perfect role on that. There's no Thorn. There's no, um, exactly. Um, so what they brought out now more, more recently, they started bringing out more and more weapons that are, are kind of weapons to chase. And one weapon that they brought out was the whisper of the worm. Now, if any of you are old school Destiny players, then you know of a of a one called a, a sniper rifle called Black Hammer or Black Spindle. 
both of those were actually Black Hammer. I think originally started off. It had a, a perk called White Nail or 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 Hammered Nail or something like that. And basically, Last what, Nail. What's up? Last Nail. No, no, it wasn't Last Nail. It was like White Nail or something. Oh, all right, because I used to have the Black Hammer. Well, look it up. Google it. I, I, I think it was called like White Nail. But what it did, what the perk did, is that if you got three headshots, it would refill your mag, but it wouldn't refill it from your ammo. It would just refill your mag. So literally, if you kept getting headshots on something, you could just keep up consistent sniper rifle headshots on them and just melt the damage off them. Well, they brought it back in Whisper of the Worm, but it's a cool, it's actually a really well thought out mission to get to it. So you've got to... You've got to wait for a specific thing to spawn. You've got to kill a specific guy. That gets you into a timed event. And you've got to run all the way through it and kill everything at the end within that time. Uh, it was It's honestly pretty well thought out and pretty well done. I dig it at least. So we've been running people through that. And it kind of brought back the lust of, of playing again because that's what I always loved doing was walking people through stuff in, in Destiny. So I've been playing a bunch of Destiny 2. Um, I've been playing a game... What was it called? Uh, Beholder on Steam, I think is what it's called. Beholder. White Nail. White Nail? Yeah, what'd I call it? Yep, White Nail. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, White Nail. Uh, I've been playing a bunch of Beholder uh, as well as the Sexy Brutal. Now, is the Beholder, is that a D&D inspired game? Or? No, no. Beholder is a really interesting game. It's kind of, uh, have you ever played War of Mine? No. It's kind of a okay, so it's it's a side scroll. It has like a feel like that, but the graphics, everybody is silhouettes, so it's they're just black silhouettes, and you basically are a you, you're you're like a uh, uh, not a foreman, but a uh, a groundskeeper, a uh, uh, apartment complex keeper. What the hell is that called? Like where you, where you maintain the the grounds for uh, for. Uh, for an apartment complex, like you, you, you're a handyman and all that stuff. I thought it would be groundskeeper, just like groundskeeper Willie. Okay, so you're a groundskeeper for an apartment complex, but you're basically like you spy on them. You put in cameras. Caretaker. Caretaker. That's another good word for it. But you spy on them. You you get dirt on them and all sorts of other fun stuff. So it's kind of a sneaky stealth game with a little bit of micromanagement. It's uh, it's it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Um, but I've been playing that and well, just really a lot of destiny too, to be perfectly honest. Now, one thing that I do want to get into, and this is kind of my soapbox for state of games is how just friggin' gamers. And, and I'm not necessarily pointing at anybody in particular here, but how gamers are just so like friggin' entitled now. Like, they just feel they should get everything that they want and not not have to deal, like, like they go out and buy a game and it's like, oh, this game sucks. We're all going to complain about it and they're going to change it or else we're going to completely smear their name so that they can't sell another game ever again. It's like, dude, why, why not just buy the game and, and play the game? You know, enjoy the damn game. It's hard to enjoy things nowadays, I think, with uh, especially in the gaming industry where a lot of people like reviewers and game journalists take that approach of being very cynical about the state of things and the way the games are going. A lot of people misconstrue that and they think like, if I can be 
an a-hole and pick this game apart and complain about things that makes me intelligent well it also like comparatively to like the old days when you had to release a game and it had to be done now you can release a game and it not be done and you fix it in a patch later yeah but the thing is that is not correct because there were plenty of games that were released that were not done that that were missing well, things yeah. that had glitches all sorts of things in them and like for pc games specifically they would get patched and there would be a patch that they would release and you'd go to their website download the patch install the patch and every now and then you'd actually get free content along with it It'd be like, oh hey we but, did this patch but we did this too but pc gaming is like the the boom is relatively new and consoles never had that option before that true true but there were plenty of games that had plenty of glitches in them that mm. just were not complete games. Okay, take take Metal Gear for Nintendo, which we we talked about uh, one of the other shows. Sorry, Zybra, I think you had something. Yeah, I just wanted to say there are plenty of games that are released unfinished and still to this day are not finished. And the companies actually tank or pull out and you're stuck with the $40 mess that you purchased. <laughs> well, another game that comes to mind is Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil that came out. That game was way not finished whatsoever. It was a great game, but it was not finished. The control, looking back, I mean, they, they were just learning how to like basically use that type of graphics um, versus the controls, the more almost 3D-ish type, but uh, the controls sucked. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the controls were the horrid, but even the game itself, the content within the game, the content was not finished. No. Nah. So so saying that games were complete before and, and they aren't now, it's I, I don't think that's entirely accurate anymore because looking back on it, there are a lot of games that really were not complete. They just they just coded out stuff like like uh, actually, I mean, it, it could be considered complete because there was so much to do. It was a fantastic game, but Castlevania, Symphony of the Night. Yeah. If you go fast enough and you can get under the bridge, there's actually an entire area that was supposed to be done. There's like a single room, and they just kind of coded and blocked it off. There was going to be a whole other area. Yeah, so... Or like oh, uh, more modern Gears of War, um, in between the last stage and the second to last stage, there was supposed to be a whole other stage. But for some reason, you go from being underground to just being on a train. And, and there's my point, is that games were not not as finished as people would like to think that they were. Or like to remember that they were. But, I, I don't know. I think it was more like back then it was just, it was more of glitches and QA testing where now it's just like, oh, we got some leeway. Let's, you know, oh, we can have a day one patch that we can charge $14 for, like the Mass Effect 3, the Promethean that came out the same day the game came out. I definitely agree. There, there are some predatory practices that gaming companies have been doing because of the way things are. But I think it's a little bit more complex than that. I think it's a combination of things. One, obviously, people are, you know, the culture right now is this, you know, entitlement and this whole everybody's kind of cynical and down on stuff because that's what you see. That's what makes big news is all the crap that can go wrong. But I think people are also just realizing that if they complain enough, they can get more because let's just face it, we're making the same, like, say, average income in this country 
is about the same since 1977, but the prices of everything have gone way up. Inflation's gone up, but everybody's money or what you're worth has gone down. Well, actually, realistically. Well, yeah, I mean, but games themselves, the general, see, that's, that's the thing, though. I think there's like some sort of loophole where games cannot be charged more than like $59.99 or $59.95 or something. Like there was some sort of weird yeah. loophole. They standardized that at some point. It's like PlayStation games used to be much more than that. But the problem is, is that when when you have, say, everything else beating the living hell out you to the point where you don't have as much disposable income, you're going to be a lot more choosy. And if something doesn't live up to your expectations, you're going to be a lot more cynical. Let's face it. I mean, with the predatory practices, with the big names like EA and other stuff like that, those predatory practices kind of jade everybody. Everybody gets a little bit jaded because that's what you see in the news. That's what everybody's talking about online. And then you get that... You get a negative mentality, so you see things worse than they are. So every time you see something that might be, oh, that could have been improved, or that could, oh, unfinished, unfinished. So I think it's a combination of 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 the current culture, financial, economic culture, and also just like with the news, the media just blasts every time something's uh, uh, they can create a little uh, controversy. They just blast negative crap all over the place, and that's what like is like um, like proxy and uh, touched on it with the. Uh, um, you know, all the all the reviewers think they're being intelligent by being overly too critical and cynical when they're just not being really honest. They're just basically being pretentious. I think it's a combination of things. And yes, there are some people that are really are just they just want too damn much. But I think it's 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 more complex than that, especially considering it's changing where it's it's more obvious that games are unfinished now because then they have all these patches, DLC, and and a lot of times people feel that. You know, that, that should have been done before I got it because we're used to the console stuff where it seemed done, and if it wasn't, it was just kind of hidden. So you had to really... And you didn't have as much of now of the Google and the big internet to sit there and say, oh, look at this. This wasn't finished. People really had to find it, and it didn't get spread and disseminated as quickly. Well, yeah, that's my point, is that, that games were still unfinished before. It's just now they figured out a way to charge for finishing them. And if you take a look at their that standardization of $59.95, gaming companies aren't exactly going to be making a whole lot more money when they sell a game unless they figure out a way, they figure out a model to make that money. And I, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't slight video game companies for figuring out a way to make that model work for them. I mean, they're a company; they need to make money. Exactly, that's the goal. I, I don't I don't slight them as long as they. But I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a bit off topic but, of what. But I was also, about. but also. Um, where do you hit that fine line, that nice equilibrium? It takes a little feeling out there because this is kind of new territory. What What is unfinished versus finished? How much can you charge for the DLC or not charge? How many microtransactions are people going to like and buy versus rebel against? It's it's kind of a – it's not a clear line. See, they're just kind of trying to feel it out. I mean, some companies obviously are more predatory and you know than others, but – it's kind of that feeling thing where everybody's trying to feel their way into that equilibrium. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're getting a bit off topic of what I was actually discussing now. What I was what I was bringing up. So uh, about the the kind of the, the no 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 it's all right it's all right I just figure we'll we'll drag a drag a kicking and screaming back to what I was trying to talk about or what I was trying to say um, was that you know the the people just getting just screaming and yelling about things being what they are you know and and. and Games weren't finished before. It's just we didn't care so much then. There wasn't so much of a spotlight on it. But the thing that brought it up was I saw somebody. So No Man's Sky has has recently come back and they've done they've they've rebrought up 
you know, they've released the what is it? The next patch, I think it was what it was called. Yes, which uh, introduced uh, multiplayer to the actual multiplayer to the well, game. Well, it, it actually that's that's a that's a very small bit that has been brought to the game. Multiplayer is there. Yeah, that's a that's a really really tiny bit. They've they've upped they've God they they've they've made the UI significantly better. They've added in and they've fleshed out the material management more so that it's it's more complicated it's it works better um just they they've made a really massive amount of improvements to it and this is a case where basically i i mean with no man's sky in the company it seems like yeah they might not have delivered at all their what seemed like they didn't deliver at all their promises but a lot of it was hype but with with the case of no man's sky i really truly believe that they've gone above and beyond they've earned that second third or whatever chance well, and that, I really think people should buy this game now. I mean, because they've made so many improvements that even the stuff that I could nitpick about is, is no longer a thing. It's the problem with over over promising though. Like they promised so much and it took so long. They didn't quite over promise it right yeah. away. If if you went back and looked at it, they said there's some things that they wanted to include, but didn't necessarily promise. A lot of it was the hype. People around took stuff. And kind of ran with it, and they said, "Oh, they promised A, B, C, D, E, F, G," and they really didn't. Yeah. Well, the big thing is they, there was a they few things say, they fell short on, but they didn't say they weren't gonna do it, and that's that's one of the problems. They didn't say no. So people are like, "Oh, so you're gonna have this at launch?" Yeah, we're you know we're shooting to have that. No, they used the hype. Their problem is they were vague. They were too vague, which really bit them in the butt, and the hype also bit because people kind of. Miss really read too much into some of that stuff, and I think that was the bigger problem. It was the it was the false hype well, that the pe- gaming community itself created. People hyped it up, and then it was like they did, you know they used it to sell the game. They didn't say, "Oh no, we can't do this right away." No, they they absolutely did. Well, they they saw that hype there, and they said, "Hey, you know what? We can use this to our advantage." Which again, mm-hmm. I don't I don't knock them for that. That they're not the first gaming company to do that. It's a smart idea to sell. The the problem was that that everybody else that everybody got hit with it was that they didn't they didn't specify they didn't really say hey so this is what we're gonna do this is what we have. Well, look at uh, Peter Molyneux and Fable. It's basically the same story. Yeah. Good, Zyber. All right. Um, my thing is when all this hype goes around, be it uh, fan base or. Uh, content creator like you know our lovely friends at ea or fucking square or wherever if something isn't accurate all i care is that you own your fucking shit that's it own your shit and you know whatever model you go with go with it roll with it just own it well, and that's the yeah thing. their pr could have done a j- better job of straightening out what was going on they could have done a better at you're like you're absolutely right. Marketing department should have said, "Hey guys, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves." Well, the reason I bring up No Man's Sky is because I saw I saw a, an article that specifically came back because No Man's Sky is actually starting to get you know they're they're getting their second chance. People are starting to look at it and say, "Oh wow, this this game is is good." They're they're actually there's things to do in it. There's things enjoying in it. Um, and an article I saw which made me just rack my head like literally i think i beat my head against the wall physically was standing next to the wall i was reading on my phone read it 
And then I immediately just bashed my head against the wall next to me because that's the only thing I could think to do. And the article said, what other game deserves a second chance like No Man's Sky has gotten? And I'm thinking to myself, I don't even know who the hell wrote this article, but I'm sitting there thinking in my head, bitch, please. They got it. They deserve it. They earned it. They friggin' worked their ass off to get it. I was about to say, yeah, they, they, they didn't get a second chance. They worked their asses off. All this... This is probably $50 worth of content EA would have charged at least, if not more. Oh, oh easily. Mean, they worked their asses off for this The one. content that they released for free, they friggin' deserved it. And just the the, the entitlement that, that just is coming out of people and, and, and the, really the critics and the, and the people that we're looking up to. And I really hate to say it, but... And proxy, this is again, this isn't directed at you specifically. It, it's just kind of a blanket statement, and there are always exceptions. That's fine. But, but like streamers and stuff that are really feeding into this, and and it just it uh, it pisses me off. It makes me sick to think about it because I look at games and I say, "Hey, this game has got a lot of potential. This game looks fun," and everybody everybody wants to look at it and tear it apart. Versus look at it and say, wow, this actually has some potential. Let's continue back in that. Now, yeah. Was it a bad launch? Was it a shitty way to go about it? Could they have done things better? Absolutely. But you got to take a look at them for what they did and what they actually accomplished, not for not for what they what they messed up on. I mean, come on. Yeah, unfortunately, everybody wants to be cynical and they think that sounds intelligent. But really, when you look at something critically, it's... Not just like how much can we bash this or or, 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 or praise this weird ass crap. It's look at the pros and cons. What did they do right, and what could they have done better? Yeah, and that's that, and that's fine. But people don't look at it that way. That's that's my big problem. They're, they just I know that's the problem. They look at it the, the way I'm seeing the gaming world right now is they look at it and say this sucks. Let's complain and let's get them to change. You know, they don't look they don't look at a game and say, hey, this is a piece of like like the way it used to be, the way I remember it when I was a you know, when I was growing up, this is a piece of art right here. This is somebody's somebody's brainchild right here. You know, looking at King's Quest or you know, even Space Quest, which is a comedic game. You look at those games yeah. back then and they, they were games that were made because they had an idea, they thought it'd be fun, and it turned into their way of expressing their art. Yeah, there's money involved. Of course, Sorry there's to be an interrupting involved. prick. Oh, go ahead. How can you fucking drink this shit? Oh my god, Kraken? Oh man, I just drank a half a glass of that. Kraken? Oh god, it's so yeah. good. Great. Oh, my so- insides hurt. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's it'll it'll rot some stuff there. Did you drink it with Coke or just straight? This show straight. was practically started off of Kraken. <laughs> um. Talking about negative entitled people. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Just kidding, Cyber. Can't stand their cracking. I mean, the first bottle that I drank of it, I drank with Coke, but this time I tried it straight and oh my fucking god. Oh no, 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 no. The Kraken is not a, a straight drinking rum. No, it's not a sipping rum. That's why I chugged it. Dude, do you want a sipping rum? You, you go for. I didn't sip. I chugged. It doesn't matter. You go for a rum like that. You want like pirate rum. You want something like that. You don't want Kraken. Kraken is you mix that, man. Maybe we should start a little movement. Jesus, he just made my nipples hard. Our <laughs> our created tutorial guide for how to consume alcohol that yeah. has been drank on the GNA podcast. That's what we need. We need a <laughs> tutorial. Make it into a book. Sell it up on Amazon. Yep. 
Yeah. Blue Shark, start a wiki. Start a wiki. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna right. need, to, I need to upload that to the uh, the knowledge base. Please. Oh yeah, Thank we'll you. make no. a knowledge base article. Yeah, so no, so that was that was just my state of games. That was that was just kind of my rant there of of why people you know I, just people are so friggin' entitled nowadays with gaming. I just I really think they need to grow up. Wait, that was your state of games? Yeah, that was my state of games. Maybe we should, we should add a cha- like a little uh, room to our chat. For just finding like gems and being positive about some of the stuff that the gaming industry is doing right. Yeah, dude, I'm all for that. That is a great friggin' idea. We're gonna make that wholesome channel tonight. Wholesome gaming. Yeah, wholesome gaming. Yeah, and we'll put I love in the that rules. idea. It's, it's, it's a positive gaming channel. That if you got something bad to say, it's going to be deleted, and you might be you might be in the doghouse. I yeah. like that. Save the bad stuff for a different for a different room, different chat. We only want the positive stuff. Stuff that says that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah All right. Good. Now that Cecil's done with his state of games, thank you for joining us here at GNA Podcast. Yeah, our our brainchild now. Since now we're now we're completely into development, we're we're completely off show. Yeah, you should have just said pass. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. I should have just said pass. You ruined it. So we did actually have a topic for tonight. So we did. We did. We actually had a topic for oh. tonight. Something that we were actually supposed to talk topic. about. Topic. Yep. So, D, you want to talk? You want to introduce the topic? The topic is that um, what would be like, say, your dream, uh, like barcade type establishment, arcade barcade type thing, and how would you like work it so it's actually feasible economically? Yeah, that sounds completely boring. Let's start talking about the uh, the uh, the people being entitled again. Oh, I'm joking. I'm totally joking, man. First off, D, it's pronounced Gwent. And <laughs> God damn you. God damn you. <laughs> and two, if you want to see how there's profitable uh, barcades, just come down to Richmond, Virginia. We already have one that's always too damn crowded in an area that has no parking. So apparently they're doing something right. And they're trying to open up another one. I don't know what they're doing. We saw it from the outside and went, nope, we're not going in there. That's way too crowded. They offer rub and tug service. My point with the economically feasible one is not being too... Imagine. I want like a realistic, how would you make a bar? Just a realistic dream of a good barcade that's feasible. Not like, say, out in the realm of, yeah, you know, complete BS. You know what I mean? I figured that was the best way to kind of hold restrict. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's what you do. You call it a barcade, but it's like a coin slot rub and tug. All right, let's explain to people, just in case they're listening and going, what the hell is a barcade? So if you've never heard of a barcade, a barcade is basically a bar with an arcade. It's basically an arcade meant for adults. It's like Dave Busters. and Busters. Yep, Dave and Busters, Wolf's if you've ever heard of them. Oh, so now you know what a barcade is, but last week you were like, yeah, it's a barcode, you scan it. Motherfucker. All right. So here, here's some, here's some little, little comedic Cecil error here. Okay. So we're going through and, and I read D's, like his topic idea as arcade barcode game, like barcode games, like the, the Pokemon game where you would scan the card and all that stuff. So I thought we were talking about that. So I literally spent almost an entire day researching barcode games because I didn't know what the hell they were called or what they were doing. So I'm like, Christ, I don't know any barcode games. Let me go see if I can find one. And then Shadow was kind enough to correct me and be like, um, what are you talking about? 
barcodes. I'm like, yeah, the barcodes. The, the game. Barcode games. It's like, no, barcades. I'm like, what? So, so far, we at GNA have invented the the barcode games and Trent the Guard game. <laughs> They're one and the same. One and the same. For the record, I don't think we invented the barcode games because... um. Back in the uh, the early 2000s, they had those little fighting robots that you could oh, yeah. buy the little booster packs for, and those had I barcodes had those. that you scanned off the back of the robot. Oh, yeah. What were those called? What were those called? Yeah. I forgot about those. I forget what they're called, but I had like three of them. They were great. I had them, too. Well, if you know the name of those, write into GNA Podcast at one. Let us know what the hell it is. Because I think we're about to buy them, and we're about to play them. Include a death threat. End of death threat. That, and you never know, you might be entered into a contest for a copy of Minecraft. Yeah, why not? We'll give something away. Why the fuck not? I have a code to give away, that's why. There we go. There we go. Got a code to give away. Alright, um... I, I think my idea of a barcade would be more like a bar land center. But, like, the typical barcade is just a bar with 80s cabinets in it. I don't know. I think it would be more fun to drink in a land center because land centers don't really exist anymore. <laughs> You're not wrong. No, that's a, actually a really good idea if you get like a super good uh, connection, like a corporate connection that can handle hundreds of people connecting to it. Yeah. 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 Just like, you know, a big building, maybe like a warehouse, bunch of. Tables, computers, Xboxes, Playstations, whatever. Have them land up and put a bar in the corner. Are you going to provide the consoles or is it like a BYOC type deal? Nah, provide the consoles and like rent out the games and that's how you make the money. I miss that model from back in the day. Yeah. Well, that sounds a lot like uh, Gamer's Grotto. Um, D. (laughs) Uh, When you'd uh, take me to the Gamer's Grotto, they'd have something like that minus the bar. Game ever in uh, in Arkansas when my buddy started that. It actually went out of business, unfortunately. But uh, that was a pretty neat little spot. Well, there, we used to have one called the Cortex, and it, it was we used to do lock-ins when I was in high school. But like, if I was an adult and it had a bar in it, that'd be great. That's how you make it feasible. You just got to sell alcohol. Yeah, and the thing <laughs> is, alcohol is super, super cheap by comparison. Like To sell alcohol, you make so much money off of booze. You make more money off of booze than you do food. That that's it, Rumble Robots. I remember those. Oh my god. <laughs> the arcade of the barcade is literally just to get young college students to come in. Once you got them in there, they'll buy alcohol. Oh, I thought it, I, I thought the point was to get the kids in so that the kids could go play arcade games while the adults sit at the bar and drink. That's Chuck E. Cheese's, but you got to bring your own. Yeah, but Chuck E. Cheese's doesn't have a really great selection. They have Bud Light and Bud Light. Yeah. That's why I said you got to bring your own. Chuck E. Cheese has beer, not the good kind. Oh, I I, I wouldn't know. That's all right. I'm, I haven't been allowed in a Chuck E. Cheese in a while. <laughs> but like, it, it's completely feasible. So I live in a college town. Well, it's a college city, for lack of a better term. But you don't make a barcade in a Midwest town where the average age of the population is forty-five. That ain't viable. They just want to drink. You got to put it in a college town, and it will be successful. Unless you're somehow retarded and you can't run a bar. 
I, I kind of agree with him. Like it's, it's some, like there's, there's not that many people that I think would go after this idea if you don't have it in the right area. So I would do the, I would do the bar arcade model in like a college based town. Yeah. And then I, I, instead of doing quarters and necessarily having these old machines be running off of coins or just restricting myself to the old machines. I'd have games like Time Crisis in there. I'd include Pac-Man and Galaga and, you know, all that other, you know, all those other um, cabinet-based games. But uh, also, I'd throw in cup holders um, on the sides of each of these things, depending on the number of players you could have at each machine, so that way you have a place to put your alcohol. You read my article. Here's an idea. How about um, we have our barcade with no no uh, legitimate currency? You go in and you trade everything for drink tokens, and then you win drink tokens off certain games. You could just do it like they do in Vegas, where as long as you're playing, you get booze. Yeah, that too. But you don't... But the, the whole point of Vegas is like you have a chance of winning something. If you, you know, you set it up so that your games can, you can win drink tokens, then. What, one of the two things has got to be free, either the games or the alcohol. That's where the math is. No, not, not, not necessarily. No, not, you, you, you pay covers. Not, yeah, not necessarily. Look at Dave and Buster's. Look at Wolf's 111. You buy a card with X amount of credits on the card, swipe it. And you still have to pay for your drinks. Yeah, but that's how most that's how most uh, arcades are now. You you don't you don't actually like pop quarters in anymore. You you have a card, and basically that card has your denomination on it, and you go refill the card at a station. Like that's how arcades are now. But this is was this was my thought on a barcade and how to how to make it economically viable. I want to see, you know, people are going to go to arcades. Yeah, they're going to play some new arcade games. Yes, but they're also going to be going there for the nostalgia factor. And I think what is what what's better than the old school arcade cabinets that you just can't find anymore? Like, for instance, do you guys remember that afterburner cabinet that not only went up and down, but it went left and right that they got rid of? How can we not? That's that's epic. Okay, so that's that was my thought of like, man, we get a couple of those arcade cabinets in there where you can get in the afterburner. But granted, now we'd have to adjust the cup holders so they were kind of gyroed so that like, you know, when the cabinet went left or right or up or down, the, your, your cup stayed centered so it didn't tip over and, and spill your beer. But uh, like that was my thing. That, that, that was the way that I would think to make it economically viable would be have have things in it that would bring back that nostalgia where you would bring your kid in and you'd be like, oh, this is a game I played as a kid. And Afterburner is one of those games where I'd still play it now and I'd still dig the hell out of it. And I think kids nowadays would still play it and dig the hell out of it just because the way that game was designed. Rampage with cup holders. Oh, dude. Rampage. Could you imagine Tron with cup holders? Or oh crap! You guys remember that? Uh, you remember the the Star Wars one, the vector based one, where you were like, "Of course, I love that dude, one." The Tie Fighter game? No, no, no! It was an X Wing. You you were an X Wing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. God, play that game, but put hydraulics on that so when you turn left and right and stuff, it goes all around. Put a cup holder in there. Oh god. Pod racing or bust. 
Yes. Like pod racing, that was a, that was a game that I really think that they should have spent more time on getting like a hydraulic system working for it. They should have just spent more time on making a pod racing two. Yeah. I mean, I think that by itself, just like, don't even have to marry it up to the Star Wars universe. Just pod racing is just fun. I think it was more fun on the Nintendo 64, though. Oh, that's what I was saying. They never made a sequel it for was. it. And they're still not even talking about it. They're making racing games still, just not pod racing. Well, it's because the prequel series was a bust. Mm. <laughs> eh, yes. Um, but what do you guys think about the... Uh, the pay for time model so you you don't pay per game that's actually what i would go with yeah, yeah, there because yeah. that's what i like more as an idea um rather than having like because like the cards uh, yes they're they're kind of good but at the same time like you could get someone who would come in and um maybe they'd spend more time there rather than spending you know going well fuck i you know Give me, I, I lost all this money on this one game. Give me a $40 entrance fee that covers my drinks and the games for the night. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Just a unlimited Yeah, but whatever. regardless, with the card, you can still say, hey, instead of credits, you're spending $40 for X amount of time. There's, like, say, $40 yeah. for five hours of game time. I could I could go Regardless. with that. I could go with like you pay a, a fee to get in, kind of a cover charge type of thing, and that cover charge gets you in to play as many games you want. But then I still think you'd have to pay for your drinks, though. Like you you couldn't say forty bucks and it gets you all drinks all night long. On ladies' what about night, proxy? We could do it, but otherwise, not really. It's you're gonna lose a lot of money even if you use like wells. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because people are going to walk in and be like, oh, give me Knob Creek. I paid my 40 bucks. And be like, you can suck it. I don't know. I just threw out a number there. It could just be for like draft beers. I don't, I don't, I'm not, yeah, a, I'm not a business major, so. I was. <laughs> I'd rather play, or I'm not a drinker, so it doesn't matter as much to me, but I'm the kind of person that I'm like, I'd rather just pay the flat rate, even though it's probably more out of pocket. I'd rather just swipe the card once. Okay, go have fun. Yeah, I can see that, but. But having waitresses come around and just uh, you know have handheld point of sale systems, and they just collect your you know you're you're getting a drink, so they're oh you wanted a beer here you go here's your beer I'll just swipe your card here's oh you were charged another five or they bucks just do a tab like every other bar has ever done yeah or or a tab or how about this you do a system where okay you can uh, pick three um, you have like your your allotted time that you're buying. Uh, the the drinks, be it like bottom shelf or you could upgrade for X amount, extra dollars, and whatever app. There you go. Let's hear what, what would uh, let's hear from Proxy. I was trying to hide over here in the corner. I was just listening to all your great ideas, and I'm trying to make them all into one super barcade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, like, oh, God, the fucking Walmart <laughs> barcades over there with Proxy. Oh, God, no. I'd like to treat my employees like human beings, please. Um, but I like the, uh, right, sometimes so target, you're only a little bit racist. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, I like the model that, um, we have a barcade up here near UMass Amherst. So college town, uh, called the quarters and every arcade game in there is operated with one quarter per play. And I like that model cause it's cheap. They make all their money on essentially drinks and food, but I like the idea of theming drinks. 
Like I go in there and I can, you know, I can get a straight like scotch whiskey, which is one thing. But when they call that scotch whiskey, the golden eye, I'm much more likely to pay $10 for it because oh, yeah. now I've got a call back to a game I used to play forever ago. And they've got a whole like menu that's just full of video game references that are done up as drinks. They give you like the rundown of what's in them. And half the time, like I'm not even someone who drinks a lot. I very like very rarely do I have a drink. But every time I go there, I make it a point to get something. That's amazing. Yeah, I think that you you need that uh, you need that kind of branding in there. Just that thing to get the nostalgia going again. See, it's that it's that whole nostalgia kick. I think that's how you get people really get people to get in on it. Yeah, they have. Um, uh, what I'd like to do too is like put up a big screen. They do a thing on Saturday mornings that if I if I started my own barcade, I'd probably do the same thing. They do like a sugary cereal bar. It's Super Cereal Saturdays, and they put on like old eighties cartoon shows. And you've just got like a cereal bar. You just go through. You, it's like a flat rate, and you're like, okay, it's a, it's my cereal buffet now. All right, I have a question. The um, is the silver eye seven fifty and the brown eye five bucks. Um, also, uh, <laughs> instead of karaoke, maybe like do rock band. Or yes, yes, game? definitely. Yes, hell we yes. have to have some driving games in there too because everyone wants to test their metal behind the wheel when they've been drinking a few. Uh. Fucking absolutely rocksmith. No, no, you want to go rocksmith. <laughs> rocksmith might be a little yeah, bit. That's too intense a little too people. intense. Yeah, it's Dark Souls <laughs> and expensive when you need a real guitar for. Oh God, play Dark Souls. Yeah, have like a Dark Souls tournament. Oh God, that'd be or uh, have like a like Smash Brothers tournament. We'll call it oh, Super yeah. Smash Brothers. Every time you lose a life, you take a shot. Or or you we'll really get the drinking every, games every going time, on. Every time you win a win around, you get a shot. Oh, yeah, because then you're just going to get more messed up the more times you win. You're going to have that one guy that's there that's, like, super good at Smash, and he's, like, just about on just about on alcohol poisoning, but he's still doing really well. Not for long. <laughs> With a lot of influences, uh, you know, being getting to go to some barcades, um, my idea would actually be, you know, and you need a little bit of space for this. I would have uh, basically a, a, a pay to get it in, like, a small cover charge. And of course, have the have a nice you know nice bar going. And if you ever look at the uh, YouTuber Nerd Tender, I mean, when he does, uh, he does like video game themed drinks. But we're not talking about like a scotch, you know, on the rocks. Call it 007. We're talking about it's like you can get like a centipede, and it's actually like a colored drink, you know, almost like a Sex on the Beach. But then it's got one of those like uh, shish kebab sticks with all like the grapes and different fruits that make it look like an actual centipede. Like, it is actually full-blown theme, like Atari-themed stuff. You can get, like, say, themed drinks and really, deck, you know, make them look like they have, like, the colors or make them really associate with the game. They have a lot of that on Drunken Moogle, actually. That's what I usually go to if I'm looking to mix drinks that are video game-themed. Yep, so I would have a, 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 a video game-themed, you know, drink selection, like a certain... I'd have a, 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 a limited menu, of course, because you don't want to get crazy and too, you know, too extravagant. It gets too expensive and complicated. But have a set amount of real... Um, video game themed drinks. I have a, a small section of the old arcades, you know, like you know, like the whole Afterburner, uh, the old X Men, the beat 'em up game that was fantastic. You could play, you know, those four games. Oh yeah, and Simpsons. Yeah, I'd have like a small section of those, but instead of being coin operated or anything, I'd leave the arcades. You can block off the coin slots and just let them be free play. But I'd also have an area where, just like in the eighties, you have a uh, um, some TV. You know, you've got the some TVs. You've got some couches and you know, a little coffee table in front of each, and you've got an old school game hooked up, so you can play different systems and you can pick a game, you know, one of several games. 
So you got your your nostalgia factor. So you got that area. Also, I'd want to do like a small LAN area with either you know PC or Xbox One type deal. And then I'd want to have a back room that you could rent, like a back area, for uh, people that don't have the money to get started yeah, but want to try uh, creative stuff. You have stuff like, say, uh, a 3D printer, like a lab, a computer with all the stuff to do, like, say, YouTube and, like, say, video editing, maybe a green screen. You know, like a little, like, a studio for somebody that can rent. I think that'd be kind of neat. People will be renting it to shoot porn. You know that, right? Well, that would be. Hey, I'm not asking questions. I'm just asking for money. As babies are born in your back room. But I think that would really help, like, also creativity. <laughs> it's it's where we're going to put the nuggets. The nugget porn. <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, that's what would happen. You'd, you'd get nugget porn back there. Man, what would they call it? What would they call it? Pong? Oh, God. <laughs> Hey, there's a theme, though. There's a theme right there. There is. There is. There's some centipede for you. <laughs> Breakout if they just start bouncing around. Oh, God. We're going to Breakout to Brickout. We just, we just re- retrogressed again. Dang it. I'm terrible. And I think Blue Shark right now, because Blue Shark and I are playing Destiny 2, and I really think Blue Shark right now is completely confused because I'm I'm pulling him through this very violently at that. <laughs> yes, you are. You the, the, you are. Uh, you just like blowing past everything. Yeah, the, uh, I, this is actually the the nightfall that I farmed for like three or four days. I think I ran this nightfall a hundred times in in three days. So I know every little bit of how to how to skip past it. The other idea I had, which is separate from that one, would have been like a uh, a barcade that was actually a strip joint in barcade. Ooh. All video game themed and cosplay themed. I could see that. That's all. Like, yep. Like VR Sin style. So basically, like the arcade area and the games are free, but then you'd also have the uh, anime and video game themed, uh, you know, costumes for the strippers and everything else, and the video game themed drinks. So yeah, you're basically talking about VR Sin. I haven't played it or heard of it, but yeah, that 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 work. That's all VR Sin is. I mean, other than. Being able to tell the uh, the the characters in the VR simulator to have sex with you, and they actually that game actually uh, links up to the VR fucking uh, flashlight and dildos. Well, we know what uh, Zyber's been doing with his weekends. Yep, I wondered why he wanted to wonder where that expense for a flashlight came on the GNA expenses. Yeah, that that had to happen. I had to try it out. That's going to be on my next uh, article report. Here, here at GNA, we're we're all for that. You know what? I would love to see if we turn this into an actual business and have expense reports. I would love to see the look on the IRS agents, the TAC agents' face when we hand them the expense report. Yeah. Wait a minute! How much did you spend on <laughs> what booze? the fuck? What the hell's a nut- booze? <laughs> Dild? What in the? F- are these people doing? My next expense is that suit that Blue Shark shared shared with us. Oh, the VR porn suit. Yeah, yeah. the the fully simulated uh, sex suit. Oh yeah. I really hope that's machine washable. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> Hand wash only. Fucking question. Some things are worth it. <laughs> Just a damp wipey. The uh, actual um, sleeve is washable though. Yeah, just use those Clorox wipe in there. That'll work out. You know what this all calls for? Uh, a shot. Uh, because well, that too. More beer. <laughs> a, a shot. Drink them if you got them. Um, no, <laughs> we should obviously develop a barcade simulator. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just throw that up on Steam since they're not policing anything anymore anyway. Feel free to make your barcade X-rated. Nice. Yeah, um, I noticed that. Um, the whole Steam thing. Things that you'd find on, like, hente.com are now sh- showing up on Steam. Well, I think we've got a viable business plan going here. Um, so who's going to see if we can get the IRS to give us capital on this? I could start looking for uh, backers. Yeah, Let's do a GoFundMe. GNA needs a barcade. Yeah. yeah. And studio. We could have the waiters and waitresses um, scandalously clad, like, you know, garb as certain characters, like how uh, in Skyrim the women basically wear nothing. Same with the guys. You know, I just thought of I just thought of a great great porn movie, Miss Pac-Man. She gonna gobble that up. Oh God, I think it's been done. <laughs> you just ruined my childhood. Probably. No. Probably. Your childhood was already ruined. Big mouth, balls in, also. Ooh, that 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 comes that that brings a bad thought in the mind of Pac-Man. Oh God, that poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Whoever's doing the friggin' sound effects is amazing. We've got our sound effects guy. He's like the guy from uh, Police Academy and Spaceballs. He can do all the crazy sounds. Oh, Jonesy. Yeah. I wish I was that good. That guy is fucking phenomenal, that shit. Like, he did, like, Led Zeppelin uh, guitar solo. I watched a little documentary type thing on him. Where basically some of the actual um, sounds that they recorded for movies on certain on certain things, they actually used him and not the actual thing to do the recordings. All right. So what's the next? He is a legendary. Topic? What's the next topic? Actually, that was the only topic we had. That was it. Oh, we did okay. it! Yay! We completed it! Yay! It's a grave mine. Where can people find you at? Around. <laughs> Look into the mirror at 2 a.m. <laughs> Light three candles. Say, blood, say, bl- say Bloody Mary three times, and then I show up and you're disappointed. <laughs> um, no, you can find me at Gravemind575, but mostly anywhere, ever. Uh, and the GNA Discord. You're floating around there. Hmm. Hmm. Zebrablood, where can people find you at, man? You can find me uh, passed out at the GNA Discord. You can find me hanging out on my the Steam Discord. account. Um, that's Zyberblood, Z-Y-B-R-B-L-O-O-D, and it's same on uh, on Twitter. But you could also find it at Zybergames. That's Z-Y-B-R-G-A-M-E-S. Other than that, it's all uh, um fucking GNA podcast. Um, nice. Be sure to, uh, you know, like, follow us here at GNA. We love it. You don't have to, but we do like it. We appreciate it. We like it long time. We would appreciate it. Shadow Fox, where can people find you at, man? Pass. Thank you. You can't pass. <laughs> you cannot pass. You, you've passed enough. You can find me at morganbs.com. All my affiliate links are there and in the GNA Discord as well. I'm going to hack into his stuff and turn all of his usernames to Trent. It's pronounced Quint. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, Blue Shark, where can people find you at, man? You can 
Ah, son of a bitch. You can find me lying dead on this floor in this video game again. Um, you can also find me on uh, Mixer, mixer.com slash bluesshark45. You can find me on Twitch. Or, I'm sorry. Well, you can find me on Twitch too, but you can find me on Twitter um, uh, at bluesshark45. And then you can also find me on the wonderful GNA Discord. Nice. And yeah. What game are you playing again? Destiny 2. Destiny 2. Oh. I started playing uh, Age of... No, not Age of Empires. Rise of Nations. <laughs> D, where can people find you at, man? Oh, right in the short bus, uh, licking the windows. Oh, you mean on the internet? Oh, yeah, there too. <laughs> uh, Microbrew Gamers with a Z instead of an S dot com on my website. Uh, also on my YouTube, my Microbrew Gamers with a Z instead of an S. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, and of course, Haunting the GNA Podcast, uh, Discord channel, my own channel, Microbrew Gamers, and also uh, Haunting United Dude Gamers. Why are you haunting things? Are you dead? Like a poltergeist. Nice. Are you a dead person? Proxy, where can people find you at? Uh, for ease and simplicity, you can find me at yadudegamers.com. That's yeah with an H. And or on the Yadu Discord server, GNA Discord server. I'm on pretty much, if there's a social media, I'm on it except for Snapchat. I don't do that. Oh, damn, I was really hoping to see, like, pictures of you in a bikini. <laughs> Good old Snatch Chat, you know what I mean? Well, now I'm disappointed. Now I'm curious if Zyber knows Bruce Willis. <laughs> and I am Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me at Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier, almost everywhere else. Facebook, uh, Twitch, Ustream, Mixer. You can also find me haunting the GNA Discord, the Yadu Gamers Discord, TPC's Discord, um bombshell jackets discord pretty much every discord you can think of if i'm not there let me know i'll probably bounce in there and and troll around there too i'm just that type of guy so we hope you apparently i just hang out with a bunch of ghosts sometimes all those dirty little fingers and all those dirty little pies we hope you enjoyed the show don't forget to rate review and subscribe on itunes and spreaker uh reviews on itunes and spreaker help people find the show so if you enjoy listening to us let other people know by uh by dropping a review you can also find us on android with google play music podcast addict stitcher player fm spreaker my tuner your listen and yes as of yesterday you can find us on spotify on gna so find Woo! us on spotify holy sh- hey, you got on to spotify nice who'd you at the blow that is just actually shocked the fuck out of me yeah, yeah, we finally made Spotify, so I can't, I can't rag on them anymore because we're now there. No, 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 no. All good things now. All, all good things. things. You know, wink, things. wink. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at GNA Podcast. Just search at GNA Podcast, all one word, or join our Discord chat. See that pin tweet. You can also find us on Facebook by searching at GNA Podcast there. Uh, our Facebook typically has all of our scheduled stuff on there for game show night, anime night, and soon to come, we're going to have a horror movie night coming up. So if you like watching horror movies, we're going to do a single, maybe double feature if everybody's working for it. Um, we're looking to do it about once, or sorry, twice a month. So keep your eyes open for that. And I think it's it's aiming towards being a Saturday evening. Not 100% sure yet. We're yes, still working out yes, details. So far, looking at Saturday evening. Um, if you can, by the end of the month, come to our Discord. Put in your vote. 
Yep. Yeah, we're trying to figure out what day is going to work best. So if you like watching horror movies, then we're, we're going to watch, you know, there's there's no horror movies that are off the table. We're probably going to try to keep them to things that are a little bit less, that, you know, offensive. Like, we probably won't watch dumplings right off the bat, but we'll probably watch things like John Carpenter's Thing and stuff like that. Um, we're not limited to thrillers on horror movie night either. So, yeah, I'm looking to do one of the nights with uh, Split. Yes. All because of what was dropped at Comic-Con with uh, Glass. Yeah, I'm, I'm really super excited to watch Split because I haven't watched it yet, so I'm super excited to watch it. We've also partnered with Humble Bundle. Hey, uh, Blue Shark, why don't you tell us about Humble Bundle? You're muted. <laughs> no, you're still um, talking, but nothing's coming through. We, we, we Talking, but nobody's home. I love this. He's making the hand motions like an Italian. <laughs> it's like charades. Maybe we can find out what he's saying. I, I think he's saying something like Humble Bundle's a game purchasing service that we, GNA, are, are partnered with. You purchase games like you normally would, but with a twist. Humble Bundle loves charities, and when you when you buy games off a of Humble Bundle, charities get profits for the charities. You choose what part goes to the publisher, the Humble Bundle, or the charity. You can even give it all to charity if you want. Or none of it. Your call. Throw that just give all just give all your money to charity. Every bit of it. Question mark. Partner equals GNA podcast at the end of your humble bundle link before you buy. So let them know we sent you that way. So far this month we've raised a dollar eighty for charity through our partnership with Humble. What well, that's fucking pathetic, people. You assholes better get on it. Yeah, you you guys are slacking. You you suck. Y'all suck. Yes, donate more money. <laughs> now Cecil's muted. <laughs> they're God, I'm they're dropping now. like flies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is totally a DNA podcast. We're professionals. Totally oh professional. <laughs> totally professional. We can't uh-huh. figure out the mute button. <laughs> Everyone's talking, but we're all muted. The only thing we're professional about is being alcoholics. <laughs> I, dude, I'm I'm like four beers in on this, and this is this is getting me nice and warm and sweaty. It's kind of nice. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're a proud member of the Ninja Pancake community. Check out our good friends, uh, Susan, Brian, and... Crap, what's Carbonator's real name? Give? Dave. Dave. Brian, Susan, and Dave on three-player co-op. Or check out uh, Remy on My Morning Coffee. I think he's still doing that, right? I think he's still, he's still releasing new episodes for that. Thought he was. Pretty sure he is. I think so. Yeah, we're going to say he is. And if he's not, then, well, go check it out anyways. My Morning Coffee. It's a pretty good listen. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography, yeah, that's Shadow Fox right there, for our new logo and artwork. Uh, check him out at morganbs.com. Email us at soon to be trent.com. So as I hack it, uh, email us at <laughs> GNA Podcast at GNA in your DNA. One with questions, comments, death threats. We don't care. We would love to hear from you. Please, the Arabian Prince, he just he doesn't want me trolling him anymore. He, he, he just wants my money, and he doesn't want to hear my, my life story about how I got metal shavings in my foot. So, send us something. I think the Arabian Prince and the Nigerian Prince have actually uh, put a... Uh... They've combined <laughs> forces. No, they, they, they've put like a, uh, a order uh, restraining order against us, I think, by now. Yeah, um, they didn't like the dick pics <laughs> we sent them. Wait a minute, I wasn't supposed to send them dick pics? No, I guess not. Uh, I, I mean, thought that was their type of currency. I, I don't know. Oopsie. I guess they preferred Who goats. knows what they use? 
Well, anyways, last but not least, check us out at our our uh, Jesus Christ. Check us out at our website check us out at, at www.gnapodcast.com. And hey, thank you all for joining in tonight. I had a ball. We kind of went way off topic, but I'm pretty sure that was the alcohol talking. Yes, it was, but it was a lovely sure show. For me. Hurrah. Have a great night, everybody. I'll just say. Gross. Never, never land. Nostrovia. Dosvidania. Semper bye. All your money, give it to charity right now. Go. Go do it. That's not good financial advice. My financial advice. Whoever said you never went broke by donating is about to be wrong.